Are you really worried about gas prices? Are these gas prices making you sweat? Renegade Nation, your cleanliness is a reflection of you, especially below the belt. And I've had a beard for a long time, but I never thought about taking care of my testicles with the same time and effort that I do my face. That's why you have to check out Ballsy. They make men's products for man parts. It's no secret that testicles are prone to odor, sweat, irritation. So upgrade your testicle game with Ballsy. They make quality, long-lasting products formulated to keep you fresh, comfortable, and confident. Whether you're a guy who loves lawn work and drinking a cold one in your man cave, or you're interested in self-care but don't want to smell like cupcakes or flower arrangements, Ballsy is for all the guys who want a great product to serve your testicle needs. Ballsy is made from only the good stuff like essential oils and plant extracts. No sulfates, power beans, synthetic dyes, and of course, no testing on animals. So when in doubt, Renegade Nation, go for it all. The Sack Pack is the ultimate trifecta of products specifically formulated to take care of your most prized possessions. Not sure where to start? Well, Take their quick to get a customized system tailored to your personal sacitation. And it's made in the USA. All ballsy personal care products are proudly produced in the U.S. and always will be. And it's a perfect gift for any time of the year or even a gift for yourself. Ballsy's ball-focused hygiene practices will improve your daily comfort, skin comfort, and keep you smelling incredible. They guarantee with over 200,000 satisfied customers, Renegade Nation, and a 30-day money-back guarantee, you've got to give Ballsy a try. So keep the funk off your junk, Renegade Nation. And right now, if you go to ballwash.com, let me, let me repeat that to you, ballwash.com forward slash Renegade, and put in the promo code Renegade, you'll receive 20% off your order of $50 or more. That's 20% off when you go to ballwash.com slash renegade and put in the promo code renegade. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time to blow this thing, get everybody in the stuff together. Okay, three, two, one, let's jam. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the program. It is quite a day. Quite a day. Cannot believe what we witnessed last night. We will get into the January 6th show trial for the first hour today. We'll be taking your phone calls through the uh, second and third hour. Christy Lou will be joining us in studio in the third hour. We're going to kick it off uh, quickly this morning. Get it out of the way. Here it is, your daily dispatch. All right, here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for Friday, the 10th of June, 2022. Supreme Court rules that the Constitution does not apply to 60% of the U.S. population. OK's warrantless assault and home invasion by armed agents. That's right. This was yesterday. 
Federal agents are now allowed to physically assault you with impunity if you live within 100 miles of a coast or border in the United States, thanks to yesterday's Supreme Court ruling. Of course, 60% of America does live within 100 miles of the border, meaning that they have essentially confirmed the federal government's belief that you don't have rights if you live within 100 miles of the border because they won't close the border. So instead, they have to destroy the rights of everyone who lives near the border. And of course, if you've driven across the southern United States in the last 10 years, you're familiar with this, having to go through checkpoints, even though you never leave the country. Yes, it's just the slow but sure destruction of our every rights. It's a theme that you'll recognize continuously throughout today. But don't worry, folks. Janet Yellen, who is always right about everything, uh, said, I don't see a financial crisis occurring in our lifetimes. This story was actually from a little while ago. And we recognize that she's a genius and absolutely well-versed on all of this stuff. Oopsie-daisy, U.S. inflation jumps to 8.6% in May, the highest since 1981. Yes, folks, the highest inflation jump since 1981, and we're just getting started. And remember, this is all the Fed's fault. It really is as simple as that, especially worth noting when you take into account the next story from thehill.com. UN warns of food catastrophe. Those are two words that shouldn't go together, food catastrophe. The United Nations is warning of a potentially devastating impacts of Russia's invasion of Ukraine on global access to food. U.N. Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez said on Wednesday during remarks in New York that for people around the world, the war, together with other crises, including our complete bungling of absolutely everything, is threatening to unleash an unprecedented wave of hunger and destitution. Food prices are at near record highs. Fertilizer prices have more than doubled, sounding an alarm everywhere. Gutierrez continued, without fertilizer, shortages will spread from corn to wheat to all staple crops, including rice, with a devastating impact on billions of people in Asia and South America, too. This this year's food crisis is about lack of access. Next year's food crisis could be about lack of food. But don't worry, folks. The borders are wide open. So when you start starving in the third world, they'll just move their way to the first. But of course, first we'll see food riots and chaos and overthrowing of governments uh, and just absolutely complete insanity around the world as uh, those in power choreograph and manufacture a worldwide total collapse for which they can harvest the power that they desire. And finally, of course, last night was the first episode in the series finale of the Republic of the United States. It's all coming to an end, folks, and we're going out in style under the auspices of the Cheney's no less, Liz Cheney and some congressional black dude that I've literally never seen before, but he has a beard and he's from where the KKK is. So we'll, we'll get, this was the first thing they wanted you to know. He's from where the KKK is. We'll get into the January 6th show trial, a complete abomination, anathema to everything this country was founded on. I don't think people are taking this seriously enough. I think the mainstream media is doing exactly what they expected. I don't think it's really gotten through to people what we witnessed yesterday, and we're going to spend the entire show providing the defense for the prosecution you saw in the show trial. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. 
Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal. I'm your host, Harrison Smith. You're watching us on InfoWars.com and Band.video. I hope we get a lot of new viewers today. I hope a lot of people are tuning in for the first time. I hope they're tuning in expecting to see our reaction to the show trial that aired yesterday. I really do. I hope uh, you're hearing my voice for the first time. Welcome. Welcome to the light side. Welcome to the good side. Welcome to the fun side. It was something incredible that we witnessed yesterday, and I really feel an obligation and a responsibility to handle this appropriately. Because what we saw yesterday... was a show trial of epic proportions. I mean, there's almost not, I should have looked it up before. What's the Russian, if the crew can find, what's the Russian term for show trial? I need a term for show trial that is appropriately scary sounding, that actually reflects the horror of what we witnessed. Because the whole thing was simultaneously kind of funny. It was actually kind of very fun to watch. I, I watched the whole thing. And we'll, we'll respond to it all. I wish I could go through and just piece by piece, you know, pause after every sentence, after every accusation, after every little video snippet they used and explain what a blatant and horrific violation of not just the laws of this country, but the spirit of the laws of this country that was on display yesterday on Capitol Hill. But unfortunately, we don't quite have time to do that. But still, I have an obligation to provide the defense for the show trial, because what we saw yesterday was a trial, except it wasn't a typical trial. No, it was a new type of trial where the prosecution presents its case only after rendering judgment and without allowing the defense time to respond and without allowing cross-examining of witness witnesses. And the witness's testimony was not seen in full, but rather pre-recorded the previous date in a secret location and then cherry-picked just a few seconds here or there to build the case for the prosecution. It is a complete and vile violation of due process. I mean, the people being accused yesterday, in addition to Donald Trump and other you know, Republican Party members, there are people that are right now sitting in prison and have been in prison for a year and a half who were put on public trial yesterday while still behind bars without being able to either witness their trial, attend their trial, or provide a defense for their trial. It was nothing less than that. And apparently this is going to go on for weeks. They said weeks. That's what they said yesterday. I don't know if that means every day for weeks. I don't know if that means once a week for a little while, but they are going to milk this dry. And I don't know if it's going to backlash or not. I don't know if people are going to fall for this or not. It's sort of the ultimate test of American gullibility. Whether we can see what's being presented here and treat it with the appropriate disdain that it deserves. And this is not a right or left issue. I know we say that about a lot of stuff. But I expect to see every lawyer, every, every person involved in the legal system. You know, I'm thinking of uh, true crime like podcasters and YouTubers that I watch who are really apolitical. Sometimes they cover political things, but in the realm of the judicial system, it's all sort of separate from that. It's about the crimes that are committed, the evidence presented, whether it reaches certain thresholds. It's its own set of uh, rules and laws that the American justice system has created to provide some sort of approximation of the truth, how we get to the truth, and 
what we've determined is the American court system is the finest way that we can come up with to get to the truth. And we saw this actually. Ironically, this show trial were to take place right after a giant celebrity trial in Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. What do you think the outcome of the Depp-Heard trial would be if Amber Heard was the only one that got to present evidence? And all of the witnesses, all you saw of those witnesses were little snippets that Amber Heard's lawyers picked out. Do you think we would have come to the truth? So I hope the American people just keep in mind, if you have been watching the Amber Heard-Johnny Depp trial and the truth that you get to by having people cross-examined, by being able to question witnesses, by being able to bring witnesses up again and have experts with differing opinions, all, you know, put their cards on the table and then have a a group of, uh, you know, a jury of really impartial people come to a conclusion based on just those facts, because that's what the judicial system is supposed to be in this country. That's what a trial is supposed to be. What we witnessed yesterday was a show trial aired on every Single network, with the exception of Fox, although they did uh, play brief parts of it. But, I mean, if you can imagine what it was like being in the Soviet Union in the early half of the 20th century, well, you don't need to imagine it anymore. We saw it right here. The prosecution presenting its case only after having rendered judgment and only providing evidence that comports with their assertions. And and doing it in public and not giving the people that they are accusing the chance to respond. This is a vile attack against our constitutional liberties. And the most ironic thing about it is that they couch it in the terms of constitutionality. They claim that what they're doing is for their own deep-held love of the Constitution. These are people who are actively and at this moment trying to destroy the First and Second Amendment of the Constitution. If I can quote a popular Democrat earlier this week on gun control, don't come at me with that constitutional rights BS. These are the people that are tearing down the statues of the Founding Fathers, invoking the names of the Founding Fathers to try to justify this outrageous display of open tyranny. This is like nothing we've seen in our lifetime. And I don't think even people on the right are really understanding the depth of insanity that we have entered into. That our government is now trying people in absentia on public television, on every major news channel, without giving them the chance to argue back. That alone should infuriate and terrify anybody. It doesn't matter what side of the aisle that you're on. After all, this is a bipartisan committee we know it's bipartisan it's it's a republican who is doing all of the arguing and by which i mean all of the reading off of the teleprompter so we're going to spend this hour really getting into it showing some clips and alternatively you know exposing the really horrific violations of integrity and democracy and the rule of law that this represents but also laughing at what a ridiculous joke this all was. I mean, I got to say, it was about halfway through one of their little, I mean, it was totally insane. But they had, you know, they have like these montages that they're playing. It was about halfway through the first montage, right around the time that the January 6th uh, crowd was being attacked by police and, uh, you know, chanting USA and these streets are our streets that I realized 
yeah, I'm back in. I'm back in. I'm, I'm back fully on board. January 6th was super awesome and totally great. Nobody, uh, no, no police officers were killed. The patriots who went into the Capitol, most of them walked through open doors. And we'll get into all, all the little details and everything. But they didn't burn down the building. They didn't hurt anybody. They didn't cause wanton destruction. This was a perfectly peaceful, perfectly legitimate protest that really the people that were involved should be commended for their, you know, uh, not, not going overboard, for their not being like Black Lives Matter. And we'll show some videos from Black Lives Matter just to keep in mind what we're talking about here, the comparisons between the way the police were treated, between the violence that occurred in Washington, D.C., all through 2020. We'll get into all of it. But again, we don't have time to go through piece by piece and really combat every single sentence. This is the this is all part of the strategy, right? Two hour, two hours of, of lies. We don't have the time in the day to go through each one and, and dissect it. So instead, we'll try to give you a broad overview and tell you what the strategy of the Democrats and the tyrants is, uh, what these strategies are, and what they think they're going to achieve from this. I think it's going to backfire. I don't think they're going to be doing this for several weeks. I think they're going to realize it's not going well and try to wrap it up pretty soon, which is unfortunate for them because basically telling you not voting for us makes you terrorists is the only thing they have going anymore. So, oh, things are not looking good for the Democrats. It's not looking good for America either. So we'll be right back. Sleepless nights seem to be a lot more common these days with everything that's going on both at home and the world at large. If you are having trouble getting to that deep sleep we could all use more of, our new sleep support formula, Down and Out, is just the thing. It's our new, faster-absorbing liquid formula that is specifically designed to help you get the shut-eye you deserve. Formulated to improve upon our best-selling product, Knockout, with Down and Out, now the herbs and melatonin packed inside are extracted directly into the glycerin solution. So the ingredients are already dissolved into the formula before you even take it. One of the other sleep support herbs included is the passion flower, which was traditionally used by Native Americans like the Cherokees, who used it for its relaxing qualities. Be sure to take this product when you are completely ready for sleep, because you will be down and out. Selling out now at InfoWarsStore.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the truth. We have the smoking gun evidence. We know what happened during the 2020 election how the deep state controlled Democrats stole the election. All the proof, absolutely cut and dry. There's no denying it. It's the film 2000 Mules by Dinesh D'Souza. And we have the DVD with the expanded extras available right now at InfoWarsStore.com. You can also get the DVD with massive discounts when you get it with other films like Endgame Blueprint for Global Enslavement and the new COVID land, The Shot, part three that just came out. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the film every American must have. This is the most important documentary ever made in U.S. history because it proves that a major presidential election was stolen and it shows how they did it and how they're planning to do it again. Get 2,000 Mules now at InfoWarsStore.com and show it to everyone you can so they don't steal the next election. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video.
a sophisticated operation, I'll give them that. You could tell the production value was certainly higher than a typical you know, congressional hearing, but a little bit better. Just a little bit better. Not enough to really make you go, oh, wow, this is... This is weird. It wasn't Judge Judy, right? You didn't have the swooping crane. It would have been better, actually. I think uh, somebody out there wants to wants to do a skit. That's the way to do it, is uh, put Judge Judy and uh, Donald Trump on one side and Liz Cheney on the other. Because what they got away with yesterday would not have been countenanced, countenanced in any law uh, court in this country, including the televised fake ones like Judge Judy. You can't do this. You can't present cherry-picked witness comments that were captured in, you know, clandestine confidential hearings. I mean, just think about what they did. They had witnesses come, be questioned, not by both sides, not cross-examined, but examined only by the prosecution. And instead of showing the whole question with the whole answer and the follow-ups, they would cherry-pick and choose snippets as short as like three seconds at times, completely devoid of context in order to try to prove their point. This shows their desperation. And again, I think the American people at this point, and I hope, my God, I really hope the American people are sophisticated enough to understand, like have enough media savvy to understand what they're not being shown, to be able to picture for their own, for themselves in their own mind, what they're not hearing. When you see an answer get cut short in a witness testimony, you recognize, okay, why did they cut it short? What else did that person say? What am I not being told here? I cannot lose faith in the American people to the extent that they would actually fall for this. I really, really hope that they're not this gullible to either fall for what's being presented for them or allow this to continue. I mean, maybe we need to go protest the January 6th committee hearing. That was the one thing it was missing was as the tearful bullcrap testimony was being presented, I wanted to hear the sounds of like air horns and chanting from the outside because this is egregious. This is the most clear-cut and insane violation of constitutionality ever on display as in my entire lifetime. I mean possibly in the entire history of America. Again, to have a prosecution present their case after having already rendered judgment. And you really need to think of it that way as, as they continue for weeks doing this. And it really is like a reality show. This is from a, a Twitter account called Frank Luntz's to pay says, you know, the January six hearings are a big deal because uh, Nicole D Wallace got a new weave and fillers in her face. Well, they want to look good, but here in the, uh, you know, programming on the TV, calls it the January 6th hearings, the House investigates season one, episode one, the January 6th hearings, the House investigates. Oh, it's season one, episode one of the series finale of the American Republic. We are watching it in real time. And of course, they brought in an ABC Hollywood producer to, you know, really make this have the biggest impact that it could. So there were multiple camera angles that you don't typically get. The crew was still just awful. I mean, my God, what they would give for the American Journal crew. Uh, over there they were misfiring clips they were pausing at one point there were double audio going on i mean it was it was a mess folks not like here at Infowars, smooth as butter that's how we run here was donald trump's comment on this 
He says the unselect committee didn't spend one minute studying the reasons that people went to Washington, D.C. in massive numbers, far greater than the fake news media is willing to report, or that the unselects are willing to even mention because January 6th was not simply a protest. It represented the greatest movement in the history of our country to make America great again. It was about an election that was rigged and stolen and a country that was about to go to hell. And, well, look at our country now. Yeah, I think he's exactly right. And, of course, that would just be part of it. So as they presented uh, without contest the prosecution, I guess it's up to us and it's up to the media to provide the defense to argue back, to actually question their assertions and contradict them. But in case you missed it, let me give you a, a brief little overview as to what we saw. It started with some congressman. I don't even know his name. I don't think I'd ever heard of him before. Uh, but if we were playing, and we should have, and we got to do this, we got to have Democrat bullcrap bingo, right? Democrat BS bingo. We would have filled the page by the first 10 minutes. You had the KKK fill in that. You had you know, white supremacy. You had insurrection. You had all of the talking points that have absolutely nothing to do with January 6th. And it all starts – the witnesses, the uh, Congress people giving – it all starts with their personal story. The, the uh, chairperson there, who is that guy? The black dude with the beard, bald black dude with the beard. No idea who he is. Uh, token minority to lead to lead the show to remind everybody that they want to impose Thompson, whatever Thompson, they want to impose some sort of racial aspect to this Benny Thompson, this utterly unracial con, uh, uh, conflict. He starts off by saying, "I was born where the KKK is." Okay, great, wow, amazing, incredible. What does that have to do with this? Absolutely nothing. But they're poisoning the well because everything they do is horrifically dis. Uh, uh, exploitative of you know racial conflict in this country so start out with him giving a little spiel and then it went to uh, liz cheney making baseless accusations and they started by sticking to the constitutionality the government aspect of it and basically their whole argument was all of the people around trump disagreed with trump about the uh, election being stolen now the people around trump didn't investigate it. They didn't look into any of the claims that it was stolen. The claims that it was stolen was not something that Trump came up with himself. It was something that every Trump voter who watched the returns on election day had questions about, whether it was the halting of the counting of the votes or just the mathematical impossibility of certain tranches of votes having 100% for Joe Biden and nothing for Donald Trump, whether it was the you know, under oath testimony of drivers who carried ballots across state lines and then had them stolen from them and didn't have any chain of custody to make sure they they were legitimate. I mean, that would be the first thing that the defense would probably want to do. They would want to be able to ask Bill Barr, well, did you look into this? Did you look into this? Did you look into the Pennsylvania driver who said he was carrying a truck full of ballots from New York City? Did you look into the video of the Detroit uh, poll workers having been recorded, trained to falsify uh, votes and throw away legitimate votes in favor of prefabricated ones. Did he look into the accusations of the mules? Do you look into any of this? Because the answer would, of course, be no. That's why you don't get a cross-examination on this because it would destroy their entire conception. So they start with saying basically, well, CIA asset Bill Barr d didn't care 
about claims of election being stolen. As if, the, as, if the, as if that is evidence, as if any of us actually voted for Bill Barr, CIA mastermind, right? I mean, literally, this is, this is what we're being presented. We're being presented, well, it couldn't have been true because our CIA operative said it wasn't. So there you go. Case closed. They're the experts in this. They have the final say. They're the only ones that matter. Not you. Not you who watched it at home. Not you who saw something wrong and had questions and wanted answers to it. You might have cared about it, but Bill Barr didn't. So conversation over. He's the one in charge. He decides things. They moved on from the uh, political aspect to try to bring in the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers. And we'll talk about what a ridiculous farce that was on the other side. Stay with us. The globalists are making their move. Their great reset is here. They're coming for your children. They're coming for the value of your currency. They're coming for your national sovereignty. They're coming for your very bodies with their biomedical tyranny. They're coming for your free speech. They're coming for your privacy. And ladies and gentlemen, they're coming for your right to vote and have your representative in government that you and your fellow Americans choose. The new film, the seminal film, the most important documentary ever made in my view, 2,000 Mules, is now available on DVD with expanded extras at InfoWarsStore.com. You can also get the powerful film with other documentaries discounted at InfoWarsStore.com. Everyone needs this DVD in their library to show everyone you know. We have the tools to bring these criminals to justice. They're planning to run the same scams again. This film can stop them if you take action. InfoWarsStore.com. 2,000 mules. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. tuned in to the american journal with your host harrison smith watch it live right now at band.video all right welcome back folks we are going to spend most if not almost all of the show today talking about the show trial that we saw yesterday trying to simply provide some sort of defense in the spirit of due process and fair play Uh, but at 9 30 we'll be joined by kelly nidart who's the activist from unt here in Texas, who uh, had her, her door vandalized with a death threat. Uh, we had her on following that. Well, she has a big protest this weekend. She wants you involved. So we're going to talk to her about that at 930. We're going to be joined in studio by Christy Lee uh, for the third hour. And we'll be taking your phone calls throughout. I'll open up the phone lines in the beginning of the next hour. But uh, let's return to a quick overview, bird's eye view. Well, before I do that, let me remind you, folks, Fox News isn't going to take this tack. They'll they'll decry this for what it is. Tucker Carlson will at least. Others will pretend to take this seriously and and defend it. Even other alternative news is not going to tell you the truth about what happened. This was a funny thing. I was thinking about it yesterday. And, you know, you use these terms in your head like counter-narrative, narrative and counter-narrative. They presented a narrative. We're presenting a counter-narrative which makes it sound like we are engaged in the rhetorical back and forth. Here's the difference, though. Our counter-narrative is just the truth. (laughs) They're presenting their narrative. They're presenting the lie. And now it's our turn to try to present the truth of the matter. So our counter-narrative, we don't have to come up with anything. We don't have to try to figure out, okay, how do we counter this narrative? No, we're just going to tell you the truth about what happened. That's our counter-narrative. And hopefully you you can support this outlet, which, of course, 
was featured in the video, uh, Stuart Rhodes interviews with Alex Jones days before January 6th. And I believe much of January 6th was orchestrated and organized specifically to target Alex Jones. Now, thank God Alex Jones saw through it immediately and completely counteracted their attempts by getting a bull, getting on the bullhorn and stopping people from going into the Congress. Thank God he's a hero. He saved lives that day. You'll never hear that, but it's the truth. So maybe you can support InfoWars. Maybe you can help us out as we fight this ever more apparent tyranny that is being laid at our feet and the foundation of our constitutions being just jackhammered in real time. It's really incredible stuff. And we want to be here to be able to provide the defense, to be able to provide the counter narrative, because here's the deal. They don't want me to have guns. Tough. I've got guns. I'm going to go shoot them later today. I'm just going to go shoot them for no reason. I don't know what I'm going to shoot them at. I'm just going to go shoot them because I can. And I still have free speech. As much as they want to destroy the First Amendment, as much as they want to hold show trials and create some sort of socialistic, communistic hell world where I can't say what I actually believe, we're not in that yet. So I'm going to celebrate my right as an American to say once again and on the record, I thought January 6th was awesome. And it fills me with pride to see American patriots storming through the the Capitol in a completely peaceful fashion, not destroying anything, not attacking anything. The vast, vast majority, 99.9% of the participants in the so-called assault, the insurrection, were decent Americans from every walk of life, from every race, color, and creed, who were simply furious that they, after a year of complete barbarous and horrific attacks on average people actually took their anger to the government in a peaceful petition for redress of grievances as explicitly denoted in the constitution. So we're going to say that we're going to express and revel in our first amendment rights. We are going to assert our constitutional and God-given rights to speak our minds. And we can only do that because you go to infowarstore.com. So please do support us in this mission to keep the truth out there and to assert whether they like it or not, we are going to contradict and demean their ridiculous charade as thoroughly as possible. So support us in this mission by going to InfoWarsStore.com. Stick a metaphorical thumb in the eye of Liz Cheney and go to InfoWarsStore.com. Spit on the metaphorical grave of this democratic foolishness by going to InfoWarsStore.com right now. Won't you please... We appreciate it. We really do. And it keeps this incredible crew uh, chugging along like the well-oiled engine that they are. So we start off with the political aspects. Essentially, their entire argument well, was, well, people around Trump didn't believe the claims of election frauds. They didn't look into them, and they told Trump to, to drop it. Oh, well, okay. I guess uh, case closed then. Well, I guess if Ivanka Trump says she didn't think the election was stolen. I guess we we're all just have to disbelieve our eyes. We all just have to close our eyes and stick our fingers in our ears and say, blah, 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 blah. We don't see the obvious theft that occurred in the beginning of November, the year 2020. Now, we all saw it. We all recognized it. And I could care less if Jared Kushner or Ivanka Trump or CIA director William Barr uh, says he didn't believe it. He didn't look into it. It was his job and he failed. It was purposeful and it was obvious and it's not an argument. It doesn't matter, right? Imagine this taking place in an actual courtroom, an actual trial. Well, this guy said he didn't believe it. Okay, who cares? Literally, who cares? Objection, hearsay, it doesn't matter, right? But this isn't a trial. If they actually had the evidence, if they could actually prove their case, they probably would have done it in a trial fashion. But instead, they're doing it in a one-sided show trial fashion in which the prosecution is the judge and they present their argument without uh, the chance for anybody to, uh, to argue back. 
And so from that, they moved on to trying to demonize the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers, who once again uh, were just very popular right-wing organizations that they had slated for destruction, had tried to destroy for a long time before that, but they couldn't because, well, they aren't actually doing anything illegal. They're just patriots who express their First Amendment and arm themselves under the Second Amendment. And, of course, it was all the same uh, typical lies. But they had, again, a very sophisticated and well-organized, a scripted event with a teleprompter going with all of the clips pre-selected, and it was clips from documentary filmmakers. It was clips from uh, private behind-the-scenes testimony, which you got a little snippet of here or there, uh, and it was you know clips from InfoWars and other media outlets on the day of, again, all to paint a single picture without any even attempt to appear impartial. And that's really the most egregious thing is they didn't say, well, we came here to figure out the truth and we didn't come with any judgment. They said, no, we decided before we ever started this what the conclusion was. And now we're going to show you just the evidence that we want you to see in order to prove that conclusion. Outrageous, indefensible and horrific. And they called witnesses. They called two witnesses in this case. One was a uh, a female cop, a Capitol police officer. Total joke actually hilarious uh her whole thing was um was just funny to be honest with you Uh, and they called some british dude some dude with an accent some non-american to come up and he was uh i don't know some british snitch i guess some british tattletale who came up and uh didn't actually have any evidence to present and sort of the most amazing thing was the exchange between this guy mr quested i think that was his name the documentary filmmaker from England, who I guess was following around Enrique Tarrio, who, of course, Benny Thompson called a uh, white supremacist because, again, these are people that are in prison right now without having been convicted of a crime being tried in absentia on national television without the ability to be represented. Unbelievably horrific. But in the next segment, we'll go to uh, a little video of, of her and the way she portrayed the events of that day. But one of the most sort of obvious examples of manipulation was the video that they played of the the whole day happening. I mean, you had things like this massive uh, crowd of Proud Boys moving towards the Capitol, and then it cuts, and they're breaking through the barrier. So it looks as if it was one charge, one cavalry charge through the, the barrier. But of course, that's if you don't notice that the time jumps an hour and a half between one shot and the other. So just complete open manipulation. Again, I think the American people are more sophisticated than this. I don't think they're going to fall for this. I don't think they're going to uh, you know, see this for anything other than what it was, a bunch of patriot good old boys uh, after having seen for an entire year the outrageous behavior of Black Lives Matter – Getting a little, uh, getting getting involved in a little rough and tumble there with their like children and wives, uh, and you know walking through the open doors of capitals. They have video, and uh, we'll bring this up as well of the Oath Keeper stack. And if you've read the charging documents for Stuart Rhodes or watched this show when I read them, they describe this stack as a military operation. Well, we saw the videos of it here today, and it's uh, like five overweight dudes in camo uh, walking through a massive crowd that is peacefully wandering around the Capitol. It's the biggest joke ever. We'll show you those videos. We'll show you some of the uh, cops' testimony on the other side. Stay tuned. 
Ladies and gentlemen, high-quality, storable food is back in stock, ready to ship right now. We've not been selling food for three months because it was taking several weeks for the food to get packaged and delivered to you. Most other companies are completely out. But now they have a large spectrum of high-quality food ready to ship. Everything you find at preparewithalex.com or preparetoday.com is in stock, ready to ship. So go to preparewithalex.com or preparetoday.com and order your high-quality, storable food right now, ready to ship to you and your family. With the inflation happening, with the food shortages, with the wars, with the collapsing borders, everything's happening. Is one of the most important decisions you can make is to have high-quality, storable food, water filtration, air filtration, and more. And it's not just those items. It's hundreds of other high-quality preparedness items and survival items right now at preparewithalex.com that, again, redirects to preparetoday.com. I would not procrastinate, ladies and gentlemen. One of the most important things you can do is get ahead of inflation now because the inflation is just beginning. Frank in North Carolina, thanks for holding so long. Go ahead. Yeah, Alec, I just have to say something, man. It seems like every time I turn on your broadcast, you're bragging. It just gets old, man. I'm going to shut you down right now, okay? We're taking calls about your nomination. Do you understand they're having congressional hearings trying to shut us down? Do you understand I'm ringing the alarm? If that was happening to anybody else, I'd be freaked out. I mean, what's it going to take? Us being shut down? Is that what you want, Frank? You know what, Alex? Hey, I put him on pause again. Hey, Frank, do you understand it's not bragging to say we are the tip of the spear, we're under attack, we need your help? As much begging as I do, we can barely pay the bills and grow in the face of this. I'm not going to just stop growth and let them start pushing us backwards. You understand? I need your help, Frank. I need your help, Frank. Go to InfoWarsStore.com right now and help fund the InfoWars. Do you understand? I need your help, Frank. Free Press needs your help, Frank. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Okay, so the most most amazing part of the whole event, in my opinion, was this Democratic, or this... uh, filmmaker, uh, documentary filmmaker from Britain, Quested, whatever this guy's name was. Now, he tells his story, right? They call witnesses, just like a trial, except unlike a trial, you don't get cross-examination. And unlike a trial, you don't actually listen to what the witnesses say or rely on their testimony. Instead, what happened was the documentary filmmaker said what he experienced that day, which went something along the lines of, uh, yeah, the Proud Boys woke up, uh, they met in this area, they walked to the Capitol, we went and got tacos, there were probably 200 of them there. That's what he presented. That was the evidence he presented. That was the information that he had to unload to the January 6th committee. And then following his testimony, uh, the chairperson there, remind me of his name, Benny Thompson, takes over. And goes, okay, so what you're saying is – and then he adds numbers, right? The guy says, there were maybe 150, 200 Proud Boys. Bing Thompson's like, okay, so there were 200, 300 Proud Boys, and they were going to scout the Capitol to commit violence against it, and this was organized. And they were expecting violence, and they were coordinating their attack uh, along with Trump, and actually their attack started before Trump had even started talking. So again, their entire – argument is completely convoluted and really baseless. What they're trying to prove is that there was some sort of coordinated conspiracy and effort to cause an insurrection. They didn't prove that in the slightest. They brought up the Proud Boys. They brought up Trump. They didn't 
show any evidence that they had communicated with each other whatsoever. They could not show that there was any collusion or uh, you know, co- coordination between these two groups. So they didn't even try to present that. They just insinuated that because of the timing, even though the timing doesn't make sense because if it was Trump's speech that inspired people to violence, then if the violence started before he gave the speech, that kind of falls flat. But the idea, again, of calling a witness and then the prosecutor just going, all right, that's enough from you. You've told your side. Now let me tell you what we think you saw. And then, again, lays out their timeline and their narrative and their perspective without contradiction and without even relying on the witness testimony. Just a complete, hilariously baseless charade. But of course, that was the second witness. The first was the first witness was a uh, <laughs> um, <clears throat> excuse me, a Capitol police officer woman who. Uh, <laughs> all right, we'll, we'll just go to this clip here because there's a couple there's a couple layers to this. There's what they're trying to prove and whether or not what they're trying to prove is legitimate and real and actual and and honest, and that sort of stands alone. But this isn't happening in a vacuum, and this has to be taken into account with everything else that happened in 2020, right? It's a good way to get to the truth is go, all right, they're this outraged about what happened on January 6th, but compare it to what happened previously in the year, May 29th, you know, the the 50 Secret Service agents being injured, Trump having to flee from the White House as they tore down the fence, all of the outrageous attacks against police officers that happened in Washington, D.C., because it undercuts their righteous outrage of January 6th when they didn't care less when it was Black Lives Matter doing it. So, again, there's sort of multiple levels to this. This, in this case, we're talking about the hypocrisy that illuminates what a farce this is. It's not about just calling them hypocrites. It's about pointing out that these people are picking and choosing what to be outraged in and what to try to get you to react to. It has nothing to do with what the situation on the ground actually was. So we're going to go now to uh, clip number 10, 151.30. This is the uh, officer talking about just the, the horror of having to hear Proud Boys talk about the Constitution. Oh, dear. Let's watch. The crowd had kind of gathered there um, it was the crowd led by um, Joseph Biggs. Joe Biggs, patriot. And they were mostly in civilian clothes. There were some um, who had military fatigues on. Um, we could see people with uh, bulletproof vests on, you know, things like that. Oh, my God. Um, they bulletproof didn't seem, vest. you know. How are you going to shoot them? Extremely cohesive, but they had gathered there um, in their outfits. In their um, outfits. They had gathered there. Together and yes, yes they gathered um, in peaceful Joseph assembly. Biggs started. He had a micro or a megaphone, and he started talking about. You know, first it was things kind of relating to Congress. Oh no! And then oh, the tables started turning once the um, what is now the the Arizona group is what you said. Um, the oh, crowd with orange hats. Ray Epps, you don't bring Ray Epps. They came up chanting. Um, that was one of the, hold on, let's pause Antifa. it real quick, just because I was just reminded by the by the orange hats. One of the other ridiculous things was the uh, the documentary filmmaker, the uh, prosecutor there, 
Benny Thompson was like, what was the atmosphere like? And the guy goes, well, there were like uh, 150 people and, uh, and there was a group with orange hats. And he like stops his testimony. <laughs> it's like, what does that have to do with the atmosphere? What are you talking about? Like it, they have these talking points that they have to get to. They're trying to, you know, set up things where they're like, oh, right, I got to mention the orange hats, guys. I'll, I'll mention that here. It makes no sense. So there, that's her bringing up the orange hats again. But, of course, this was Ray Epps' group. They don't mention Ray Epps' name uh, once in all of this. But uh, let's go back to just the traumatizing event where uh, Joe Biggs was talking about the Congress and stuff. I know it's riveting. Let's, let's continue to watch. Um, and they joined that group. And yeah. once they joined that group, Joseph Biggs' rhetoric turned to the Capitol Police. He started asking us questions like, You've, you didn't miss a paycheck during the pandemic. Right, you didn't. Um, mentioning stuff about our pay scale was mentioned. Oh, no. And Well, arrest him then. started turning the tables on us. Yeah, well, and you're scumbags, so. I've worked, I can, you know, conservatively say probably hundreds of civil disturbance events. I know when I'm being turned into a villain, and that's when I turned to my sergeant and I stated the, uh, the understatement of the century. I said, uh, Sarge, I think we're going to need a few more people down here. <laughs> All right, so let's pause uh-huh. it there. Yes, yeah, very funny. We're going to need a few more people down here. That's because the barrier that they were uh, established in, knowing full well, weeks ahead of time, that there were going to be a million people at this, they put about five young ladies uh, in front of a bike rack and said, yeah, you're the guards here, so stop the, the massive crowd of millions, uh, you five people and your bike rack. They set her up. They purposely didn't have enough people. This was all coordinated in a plan if you should be mad at somebody don't be mad at joe biggs for talking about the fact that you live a comfortable life while the policies of your bosses puts the rest of americans out of work and makes them miserable uh you should be mad at the people who put you out there knowing full well what was going to happen because they did there were literally like five people out there with literally bike racks plastic little bike racks Okay, great. Amazing. Uh, But of course, she was traumatized by this, by Joe Biggs asking about her pay scale. Oh, dear. My goodness. How how did you survive? Uh, But let's just again, for the sake of fairness, go back to uh, 2020. Here's uh, clip number four. Here's what Black Lives Matter had to say about Capitol Police. Let's hear it. I'm at the point where I'm going to put these police in a grave. The police in a grave. Okay. I'm at the point where I want to burn... White House down. Oh, burn the White House down. Peaceful protest. I want to take it to the senators. I want to take it to the Congress. I want to take the fight to them. And at the end of the day, if they ain't going to hear us, we burn them the f*** down. I'm one that told real s***. Mm-hmm. And, and you can just picture, you know, the Capitol Police kneeling to this, right? kneeling to this and having a lot of respect to the people going, I'm going to put police in graves. We're going to burn the White House down. Uh, That totally fine, totally good, totally normal. No hearings, no show trials, no rounding up of their leadership, no putting them in the gulag for a year and a half. No, instead, Joe Biggs is rotting in a jail cell in solitary confinement for over a year 
Why? Because he talked about the pay scale. And, of course, they show later, they go, here is Joe Biggs entering the Capitol. And he's literally just wandering through. It's like an hour after everybody's broken in. Doors are wide open. People are just milling around. He sort of wanders through, looking around, not doing anything wrong, not damaging anything, and uh, unapproved tour of the Capitol. And this is what it's all about. Really kind of mind-blowing stuff. And, again, this is how unsubtle they are. This is how artless they are. This is how sort of blunt and ridiculous it all is that these people who go up and through shaky voice, tears in their eyes, say what a what a horrific thing it was to have Joe Biggs talk about their congressional pay scale, don't have a word to say about the Black Lives Matter rallies that for an entire year actively called for the death of cops. And we could show you, I mean, you've seen all of the videos if you're an info warrior uh, all through 2020. People throwing rocks at cops, attacking cops, uh, just viciously spitting at and uh, cursing at cops, but they don't care about that. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the truth. We have the smoking gun evidence. We know what happened during the 2020 election, how the deep state controlled Democrats stole the election. All the proof absolutely cut and dry there's no denying it it's the film 2000 mules by Dinesh D'Souza and we have the DVD with the expanded extras available right now at infowarstore.com you can also get the DVD with massive discounts when you get it with other films like Endgame Blueprint for Global Enslavement and the new COVID land The Shot Part 3 that just came out ladies and gentlemen this is the film every American must have This is the most important documentary ever made in U.S. history because it proves that a major presidential election was stolen and it shows how they did it and how they're planning to do it again. Get 2,000 mules now at InfoWarsStore.com and show it to everyone you can so they don't steal the next election. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, folks, to the defense section of the show trial that we saw yesterday. You saw the prosecution. Now we provide just a little bit of the defense, some of the real evidence that they withheld from you because that's what you can do when you don't allow a true trial but only a communist-style kangaroo court show trial. That, of course, the mainstream media repeats ad nauseum without uh, critical thought or any semblance of oversight. No, they just repeat ad nauseum. Liz Cheney, multiple times yesterday, made the claim that Trump never told people to go home. He never told anyone to go home. He refused to tell people to to go home. In fact, she showed this as evidence, which again, I sort of kept vacillating between just sheer existential horror of what I was seeing unfold on live television in the land of the free, this show trial, just my God, what is happening here? This is the worst thing I've ever seen. What are we going to do to just busting out laughing, going, this is what they have. This is what they're trying to convince people with. My God, I thought they'd have new stuff at least. Nothing we saw yesterday was new. But this was one of the things that just hysterical, very funny stuff. Great bit by Liz Cheney. Uh, Representative Liz Cheney shows a note from the White House staffer during the 1-6 attack telling Trump to say, anyone who entered the Capitol without proper authority should leave immediately, as if this was evidence of anything. 
as if this was somehow evidence of him not doing this. Like the insinuation was his, his very responsible you know, people around him were begging him to tell people to leave, and he wouldn't do it. He wouldn't tell people to leave. Instead, he encouraged them. In fact, I guess we can just go to it. Let's go to the, the clip I just put in there. Uh, Liz Cheney reads a, a, a Trump tweet here. Donald Trump tweeted, but he did not condemn the attack. Instead, he justified it. Right. These are the things and events that happen, he said, when a sacred landslide election victory is so unceremoniously and viciously stripped away from great patriots who've been badly and unfairly treated for so long. So right. As you will see in the hearings to come. Wait, she stopped reading. Hold on, she stopped reading there. His supporters at the Capitol. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he wanted his supporters there. He refused to say, like, she said it multiple times that Trump refused to tell uh, his followers to leave. Now, this is very convenient for them that they are in cooperation with Twitter to delete the evidence that contradicts what they're saying. Because if you all remember, one of, if not the last thing that Trump ever tweeted was a video of him saying exactly what Liz Cheney just claimed he didn't say, which was, go home, be peaceful, stop occupying the Capitol, which, of course, the people did. And again, you can just imagine what it would have been like if the mil- one million plus Trump supporters that were there on the day were, in fact, heavily armed and desperate to murder politicians and cause an insurrection to occupy the Capitol building. They'd still be there to this day if that was their intention. It wasn't. And so they wandered around for about an hour and then they left. That was the entirety of the event that took place on January 6th. But just for the sake of you know reality, we're going to play now the video that Twitter deleted And so, you know, they expect you not to be able to find it. We saved it because we knew they were going to do that. And here it is, Donald Trump's actual statement on January 6th telling everyone to go home. I know you're pain. I know you're hurt. We had an election that was stolen from us. It was a landslide election, and everyone knows it, especially the other side. But you have to go home now. We have to have peace. We have to have law and order. We have to respect our great people in law and order. We don't want anybody hurt. It's a very tough period of time. There's never been a time like this where such a thing happened, where they could take it away from all of us, from me, from you, from our country. This was a fraudulent election. But we can't play into the hands of these people. We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. You're very special. You've seen what happens. You see the way others are treated that are so bad and so evil. I know how you feel. But go home and go home in peace. Go home, go home in peace. And CNN reports Trump didn't want the riot to stop. You're tuned in to The American Journal. With your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, folks. Second hour of American Journal has begun. We're sticking to the show trial that we saw yesterday. Remember, you support us by going to InfoWarsStore.com. Let me just tell you right now, the summer super sale is on. It's one of the 
biggest sales of the year that we've had so far. You can save up to 60% off, plus you get double Patriot points on products such as Alpha Power, Brain Force Ultra, Vitamin D3 Gummies, Ultimate Fish Oil, and Ultimate Krill Oil. Immune Support is 60% off as well, an incredible product. The Whole Food Multivitamin gets you all the vitamins that you need. You can make up for the fact that the soil has been denuded, has no nutrients. No matter how healthily you eat right now, you still need to be supplementing, and the Whole Food Multivitamin is a fantastic sort of one-stop shop to get everything that you need. That's 40% off. Hair and beard support is 60% off. And all Dr. Jones's natural products are 40% off, including products like charcoal toothpaste, charcoal mouthwash, Soreless, Top Brain, Kava Chill, Extra Strength, Primal Youth, Rocket Rest, and you can get t-shirts at cost, uh, $10. And again, this is a uh, very efficient and beneficial way for everybody involved. It's a 360 win, but it's really like a 720 win because not only are you getting something that is high quality and that will improve your life, you're helping to support this outlet of freedom and truth in a world awash with misinformation and deception. But on top of that, you're also metaphorically spitting in the eye of these people. Now is the time. If you've never done it before, now is the time to let them know that you will not be cowed into silence by their threats of extrajudicial uh, tyranny. Wear your InfoWars t-shirt loud and proud. Let people know what a ridiculous farce of a country they are turning this into as they claim to support constitutionalism while running roughshod over every limits uh, that are that, uh, enshrined in the Constitution and openly trying to destroy the first, second, fourth amendments on top of physically actually tearing down statues of the founding fathers that they uh, are hold so dear in their hearts. It's a complete farce. It's ridiculous. Show them how little their opinion means to you, a free American who is worth just as much, if not in reality, infinitely more than scumbag parasite leeches like Liz Cheney. Go to InfoWarsStore.com and uh, rub your rights in her face, okay? That's what we do, and we'd like to see you do that as well. So again, we had some idea about what this would be, but we were also sort of going into this blind. We knew it was going to be a big production. We knew they were going to be we thought they were going to be presenting new evidence. There was no new evidence, really. It was just the same old stuff we've seen a long time ago. I was under the impression that this was going to be one or two primetime events where they would get all of their story out, and it would be very like tight and thorough, and you, we would get it all. But that's not what they're doing. No, what they're doing instead is they're going to have multiple iterations of this, new episodes coming out on a biweekly basis. For the next little while, because, again, this is the only thing the Democrats can possibly have. They can't argue on the economy or jobs or the border or safety or crime rates or, you know, uh, I mean, inflation is the highest it's ever been. So, you know, this is all their fault. The war in Ukraine, the war in Afghanistan, just utter embarrassing failure time and time again. So what do they have to go on? Nothing. So what they say instead is if you don't vote for us, you're a terrorist. And this is what this is all about. It's complete hilarious charade. And like I said, I think this is going to backfire. I don't think it's going to go the way they want, and I doubt they'll actually get to all of these, but the schedule uh, that we know of now is hearing number two will be June 13th, hearing number three will be June 15th, hearing number four uh, will be some point after that, as well as hearing number five. There's going to be hearings uh, six and seven as well. They have this all planned out, and yes, this is going to have to be our lives for uh, the foreseeable future, and as just tedious and annoying as that is, we're going to do it, and 
you know, last time again, we didn't I didn't realize just how much of a show trial this was going to be. I did not realize just how much of a uh, perverted, distorted, destroyed, demented version of a trial this was going to be. But now we know. Now we realize. So now with every one of these iterations, we will be preparing as if we are the defense because as much as they get to present their prosecution, we also have the advantage of having an outlet where we can present this stuff and we can go through piece by piece and show you segment that they say and then the contradiction. So we'll actually be able to more thoroughly debunk their narrative uh, than we would in an actual trial. So it can actually be a good thing, but you know, we weren't aware of that yesterday, and so I just sort of watched the whole thing, just took it all in, took notes, found a couple of clips I wanted to show. But moving forward, we're going to be watching this with a much more uh, much more awareness going into it and with the understanding that they're going to present the prosecution and we'll present the uh, defense the next day. So that's going to be our, our process moving forward, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll just sort of get it started with a, with a wider overview here. But we are going to have to hear this uh, for the foreseeable future as they try to draw this out and keep this in the mainstream media for as long as humanly possible, knowing that as long as this is in the media, people are talking a little bit less about the starving babies and the migrant caravans and the crime rates and the oil prices and the collapsing economy and the supply chain crisis and the vaccine failures and the monkeypox and you know it's just everything else that the democrats are directly solely and entirely responsible for so let me see here uh let's go to clip number 19 here is nancy pelosi really giving us the the low down and dirty about what this is all about nancy pelosi letting the cat out of the bag a little bit let's watch it's a self-fulfilling problem. You demonize, and then you, it, we call it the wrap-up smear. If you want to talk politics, you call it the wrap-up smear. You smear somebody with falsehoods and all the rest, and then you merchandise it. And then you write it, and they'll say, see, it's reported in the press that this, 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 and this. So they have that validation that the press reported the smear, and then it's called the wrap-up smear. Now I'm going to merchandise quiet, quiet, quiet. the press's report on the smear that we made. And it's, it's a tactic. And it's quiet, a tactic. Quiet, quiet. It's a tactic. Yeah, it's, a, it's a tactic. It is a tactic, yeah. Yeah, torture is a tactic, right? Uh, just propaganda is a tactic. These are all tactics that they use. Democrats begin fundraising off January 6th hearing. DNC accused Trump's for of working against democracy. Now the De- uh, Democratic National Committee is fundraising off the January 6th committee hearing and attacking Republicans, according to a photo of an apparent D- DNC fundraising email posted on Twitter by the Republican National Committee. Under the heading Biden-Harris Democrats, DNC stated, tonight, TV cameras will turn to Capitol Hill as the January 6th Select Committee begins its public hearings on how Donald Trump and his MAGA Republican allies organized a mob and incited a deadly insurrection in an attempt to overturn a free, fair, and secure election. The most secure election of all time, folks, and don't you forget it. So yes, they are, as Nancy Pelosi puts it, merchandising the smear that they're now uh, labeling Donald Trump and all of his followers with, and it could not be more obvious. It's actually pretty embarrassing. Let's go now to clip number 11. Here's Elise Stefanik calling out the chairman of this ridiculous charade, Benny Thompson, as well as Jamie Raskin, as being two in the Democratic Party who actually did the thing that they're accusing Trump of uh, trying to incite. Let's watch. 
So the fact that it was not just Benny Thompson who objected in the past, but also Jamie Raskin objected to the uh, Electoral College counting in after President Trump's election, and he called for the impeachment of President Trump even prior to Trump's swearing in. So look at the Democrats on this committee. They have no basis. They are complete hypocrites. I agree with my colleague Jim Banks. And they want to avoid, again, focusing on the issues that matter to the American people. But I think the American people are smart. They are tuning this out. They see these individuals for hypocrites and Pelosi parrots that they are. I think I think that's at least I hope that's accurate. I think the American people are really not going to fall from this fall for this. And, you know, people a lot of times they don't remember the exact words of the that you say, but they are left with an impression. They're left with an idea of what's happening. And this was one of Donald Trump's greatest strengths. I remember talking to people that really didn't care about politics during Trump's administration. And they were like, look, I don't know what the hell is going on in Washington, D.C., but every time I see Trump, dude's on the move. Dude's making things happen. Dude's, he's getting on airplanes, getting off airplanes, walking across the tarmac. He's, he's meeting with people around the world. He's making things happen. And that's just sort of the impression that you get. And I think when people watch this trial, the impression that they're going to get, the impression that they're going to walk away with is not the smears and the dishonest framing of the Democrats that they want you to leave you with. Instead, it's going to be all these videos of peaceful protesters uh, being attacked by police, uh, fighting back. I mean, we saw it for, for, you know, a year ahead of time. These people don't like the police. The Democrats aren't in favor of the police. And I think what they're going to be left with is the overwhelming impression that I was left with, that January 6th was awesome. And it was amazing the restraint that the January 6th protesters showed in the burning of the Reichstag. I want to take a minute out to address the viewers and listeners of InfoWars and to remind you that we've been vindicated and that world government and its tyrannical aim of depopulation is now out in the open. Everything you and I have done together has been historic. And we cannot continue in this fight without your support. I want to encourage you all to be part of history right now, while you still can, to get the third and final coin in the founding member coin series, the come and take it free men bear arms coins at 1776coin.com. In just a few days, this coin will be gone forever. And you will have the coin in your possession and know you helped InfoWars stay on air at the most critical time in our 28-year history. So I want to thank you all for your support. I want to encourage you all to be part of history and to get this historic memento that keeps us on air at InfoWarsStore.com or 1776Coin.com while you still can. The first ten amendments to our country's constitution were adopted in 1791. The first of these broadly protects the rights of free speech and free press. Free speech means the free and public expression of opinions without censorship, interference, and restraint by the government. 231 years later, free speech across America is under chronic and insidious attack. GCN is under attack. Your freedom is currently under siege from those who do not want you to know the truth. I'm asking our fellow broadcasters and you to rise up and help us defend our right to continue telling you the truth. Would you like to join us? If so, please consider visiting SaveGCN.com. SaveGCN.com. You may click follow, share, give, and pray. You may select all of those choices. I'm Vincent Finelli. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Folks, we'll be joined by Kelly Nidart in the next segment.
segment, and we'll sort of shift topics a little bit, talk about some of the cultural stuff going on right now. I don't know, maybe she has comments about what uh, happened yesterday as well. But uh, we're going to talk about the protest that she's holding this weekend that I hope anybody in Texas or Oklahoma or the surrounding area around uh, Denton uh, can join and help uh, make this the, the biggest crowd ever. And this is sort of the takeaway that we need is what they're attempting to do is destroy the ability of the American people to stand up against them. They're trying to basically show everybody that if you peacefully protest, doesn't matter how far in bounds you are, how much – you know how peaceful you are or how you know constitutional your actions are they're going to try you in absentia on national television without while you're sitting in a jail cell rotting somewhere else unable to defend yourself that's the message that they're trying to tell everybody and that's why i personally as well as i think you as well should let them know that it's not going to work that uh, you know, we're not going to come up here and go. Oh well, it was. Uh, it may it may have been wrong. I'm against what happened that day. No, I'm going to take the opposite. The, the more you push me, the more you tell me I can't do something, the more I'm going to do it. All right. So now is the time. We need to get involved. Maybe we need to go protest uh, these these hearings. Um, that might be a good start. Just let them know you're not going to steal our right of protest. You're not going to destroy the five freedoms of the First Amendment with your ridiculous communistic show trial. Instead, you're going to inspire an uprising the likes of which you've never seen before. It's the only possible way. It's like when uh, when our friend Josh Lekic got kicked off of uh, Patreon for coming on InfoWars. What happened? He made a new site, and he actually got more money in the end of the day. He's doing better than he was back when he was on Patreon. So good job. Oh, it really worked, right? So they kick you off a payment platform, try to destroy you, you end up with more money. They try to silence you and prevent you from expressing your First Amendment right. You show up in mass and show them that you're not scared of them. That's my personal opinion. Uh, that's how I'm going to conduct myself, and I hope that uh, you can help out on this. And not just protesting about January 6th, but protesting all of the ridiculous crap that the Democrats are putting this country through. So we've got some more uh, videos here. But let's talk about some of the things they didn't mention in their videos. There was not one single mention in the entire event of the bombs, the pipe bombs, the bombs found at the RNC and the DNC, the bombs for which there has been no suspect named, that there has been little investigation that have been swept under the rug, the bombs that were the actual impetus for the evacuation of the Capitol. The Capitol was not evacu- evacuated because people were breaking in. It was not evacuated because of the protesters outside. It was evacuated because of the bomb threat. They left that out. They didn't mention that. Didn't bother. Kind of interesting. Think it'd be a big part. But no, they don't, they don't mention that. Key aspect of the event, completely as if it didn't happen. Memory hold, right? And again, this is the benefit of not having to provide your opposition with a defense. You can just say what you want and you can leave out what you want. And so we don't get uh, an ability to uh, come back at them. So if this was a courtroom, if this was presided over by Judge Judy, no joke, that would be the way to do this. Donald Trump on one side, Liz Cheney on the other, Judge Judy in the middle. I would trust that. I would actually be – because I was thinking about it the whole time. When they would say something, they'd go, well, you know, this is what happened. I was just picturing Judge Judy. I used to watch when I was sick back in the day. Just go, hold on, hold on. You can't just say that. Where's the evidence? Where's the evidence of what you're saying? Like some sort of impartial – authority to be able to call them on their crap that's what we need in this case that's not what we had because in this case the judge is the prosecution because we're collapsing as a nation so let's go to uh where's the clip of here you go clip number 14 january 6th on january 6th 
uh, Cheney alleges that Donald Trump said Mike Pence deserves to be hanged. Let's watch this uh, clip. And aware of the rioters' chance to hang Mike Pence, the president responded with this sentiment, quote, maybe our supporters have the right idea. Mike Pence, quote, deserves it. First of all, accurate. Second of all, objection, hearsay. She didn't have evidence of Trump saying this. They didn't have a recording of Trump saying this. This was somebody else telling somebody else that Donald Trump said something like this. And this is presented as evidence in a courtroom in any semblance of fair play due process. You cannot just make accusations like that. You can't just make assertions that are completely baseless uh, on based on rumors and hearsay. It's a term hearsay objection hearsay. That's what would have happened if this were an actual trial, but it's not. So they get away with it. Another thing that you know, again, I expected there to be some new information. I guess there were some bird's eye view camera shots that we hadn't seen before, but there's still, whatever, 40,000 hours of footage that they've kept completely hidden. But one thing that you heard when it came to Stuart Rhodes and the Oath Keepers was the stack. And they tried to present the Oath Keepers as if this was a military operation and they were trying to, you know, commit an armed insurrection. Of course, they bring up the guns, the, the guns that were that the Oath Keepers had in a different state dozens of miles away not in washington dc like a little little things like that right there was in well they had these they show images of gun lockers that are at like somebody's house somewhere and it's like they had all of these guns oh did they wow they had those in virginia far away and they never brought them and they didn't actually have okay cool well i have a gun too are you going to bring that up this has nothing to do with january 6th except that there were guns somewhere else while the Oath Keepers are there, and they, but they try to present it as if this is some sort of military action by the uh, Oath Keepers. And one of the things they rely on, one of their keystone to this argument, was the stack. It's the first thing they say in this article from the Washington Post, ca- calling them insurrectionists. They say, according to the indictment, the Oath Keepers used a stack, a formation designed to breach a building or a room as they entered the Capitol. The, crew, the group prepared a QRF, Quick Reaction Force, in Virginia and, rec- and conducted a reconnaissance to Washington in their operation that fateful day. Yeah, this is it. This is the stack. The doors are already wide open. The crowd is milling around and the Oath Keepers are wandering through the crowd with their hands on each other's soldier- shoulders. This is the stack. This is the military formation that they were telling you was, uh, you know, worthy of throwing Stuart Rhodes into prison for an indefinite period in uh, solitary confinement. Yeah, we've, seen, we've seen all this, but that was it. That was the stack. It was a bunch of dudes in camo wandering through a crowd. So, again, the evidence that they're presenting is not new. The way that they're framing it is entirely inaccurate. What they're leaving out is more important than what they're mentioning. And what they're mentioning is, for the most part, entirely one-sided and completely false. They don't talk about the bombs. They don't talk about the doors being opened for people. And it's amazing. Again, I think people are more sophisticated than this. The way that the timeline jumped around, because they showed a 10-minute documentary, like, you know, hype video of the attack on the Capitol— and they have the time, you know, stamp underneath. And, you know, you can see one shot followed by another. They're supposed to look like they're one right after the other, but the timestamp shows it's an hour and a half in between these two times. They show, you know, they, they show a hallway and they say they then breached this door. But they don't show that the door was not breached. It was opened for them by a police officer. It's the stuff they leave out that you really need to know about and that you need to understand.
And it's also the fact that the Capitol Police were well aware that this was going to happen, well aware that this was the occurrence that was going to come about, a million Trump supporters gathering. And they put, you know, some five foot tall blonde lady with a bike rack and said, yeah, stop this crowd. And then she was traumatized by them questioning whether she ever uh, lost a uh, lost a paycheck during COVID. I mean, it's the biggest farce you can possibly imagine. We'll be back on the other side with Kelly Neidart. Folks, what other outlet is giving you this coverage? What other outlet is going to spend their entire show attempting at least to contradict the blasphemies and the lies of the January 6th? PrepareToday.com. PrepareToday.com. We have created a one-stop shop to get the highest quality storable foods ready to ship that are in stock with hundreds of award-winning certified preparedness survival items. That's why preparetoday.com is a one-stop shop. You can also follow preparewithalex.com. It takes you right to the same site, and it's our huge sponsor, Funding Our Operation. So Americans and others can get ready, be self-sufficient, and fund the info war while saving massive amounts of money on critical items they need. And, of course, getting things delivered to them quickly because it's in stock. PrepareToday.com. The only way you fail is not visiting. PrepareToday.com. There's not a question now whether you need this or not. You need it. Before, it was just a backup plan and insurance. This isn't insurance. This is survival. PrepareToday.com. PrepareToday.com. And I'll see you there. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I have joining me with uh, I have with me here for the next uh, 30 minutes, Kelly Nidart. If you're a viewer, you know her well. She is a graduate of UNT, University of North Texas, where she's heralded as, quote, the most hated conservative college student in the state of Texas. Only by scumbags, though. Uh, Asterisks only by scumbags. She's here today to talk about a protest she's leading this weekend at Troy Aikman's restaurant, which is hosting a Disney-themed drag brunch. Good Lord. Her Twitter is Kelly underscore Nidart. That's N-E-I-D-E-R-T. And you can find her website at Protect txkids.org that's protect txkids.org thanks so much for coming on kelly thanks for having me well i know you held a very successful protest last saturday and you're doing one this sunday we want everybody who's watching who can make it to be there and join you this sunday but tell us first what uh, happened last saturday what inspired you to protest and what the uh, outcome was So this past Saturday's event, um, I was actually on Eventbrite a few weeks ago looking for a drag queen story hour to protest. And then um, I happened to stumble across that thing. Um, So, of course, it was the gay bar hosting a drag show directed towards children. They were encouraging parents to bring kids. Um, And after we looked into it, actually, after the event, we found that several of these drag queens that were performing, like, have criminal records. Um, they're drug dealers, they're um, sex workers, they're sex offenders, like everything you can imagine these people are. And this um, was, and this was so, the, sorry, but this was the one with the neon sign saying it's not going to lick itself, right? This was the same yes. one? Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it, it adds up, but <laughs> right. um, 
thought it was interesting that like, I mean, we all kind of talked about it beforehand and then a 10 minute Google search and we were able to find that. So it didn't take much. And of course there were Dallas ISC, there was a Dallas ISC teacher there with her like five-year-old in the audience. I mean, it was crazy. So of course we had to show up and protest that. Um, there was a group of Antifa people. Um, they love me, this little local group. Right. Um, and so they, I was tweeting it. And so they showed up and just, I don't know, acted stupid outside. Um, and we had the Dallas PD show up and they told me that um, they went in and got kids out. And like, we saw them taking kids out about halfway through. Didn't they? And they told me like with a group of people, we were talking to them and they said, yeah, you know, we made sure all the kids are out now. So um, everything's good inside. And then like that didn't happen. Like they took some kids out. I don't know why, but I mean, they tried to spin it like, you know, we got what we wanted. They took the kids out. I think they just wanted us to go home. But I mean, I was so confused because I, I did see kids being taken out by the police. So, um, I mean, I kind of trusted them on that. And then I just find out they literally just lied about it to get rid of us. But um, wow. I mean, overall, successful. So, yeah, we're going to be doing it again this Sunday. And it is actually illegal. I mean, there is a law in Texas saying that kids are not allowed to go to strip clubs. They're not allowed to go to adult themed uh, bars or things like that. So, I mean, they were actually breaking the law. The police, if they were upholding the law, would not allow this to take place. So they pretended that they did to try to get you guys to go away. That's, I wish I could say it was surprising, but seems like the police are, are sort of in on all of this. The, the most interesting thing I thought, and it was great to see you there, to see John Doyle there, to see uh, Taylor Hansen was there, and uh, some people with Fleckus Talks were there, really exposing this. And it's, it's great to see such a fantastic community of sort of young right-wing people in Dallas actually standing up and and leading the protest against this. And some of the videos were very shocking. And the most interesting thing to me, and I'd love your comment on this, was they'd ask parents, will this make kids more likely to be drag queens? And the parents said, no, ridiculous. What a ridiculous claim that would make. But then when they asked the drag queens, drag queens were like, yeah, that's why we're doing this. Yes, we're trying to encourage kids to do this. Uh, are, are, Are the parents ignorant or dishonest? Do you have any reading on that? Um, I mean, to be honest, I think a lot of them are just stupid (laughs) and like, you know, they think that this is, oh, some fun event, like, let's take the kids, we're progressive, like, there's not going to be anything harmful from this. And then, of course, their kids, you know, are like damaged for life after being exposed to all of this. Um, I really just think that a lot of the parents are stupid, honestly. Um, I'm sure there's some that, you know, maybe know and they're just kind of denying it, but um I mean, overall, I just think that they're idiots. So what was, uh, again, we saw a lot of videos from it. We sort of know the atmosphere. We made fun of uh, the Antifa people for just really being mindless and like no life in their eyes. And they refused to, you know, people were saying, so you support this, you support what's happening. And they refuse to argue. They're just sort of stoically trying to intimidate you out of uh, protesting this exploitation of children. Really horrific kids giving money to adult men in, in dresses who are not transgender, by the way. And I feel like that's a, a point I always try to make, that drag queens do not think that they're a different gender. This isn't like, well, I have a mental condition where you know, I have body dysmorphia and this is the way I deal. No, they're, they're men who know they're men that get sexual excitement from dressing up like women. It's, it's just incredibly creepy. But what was the atmosphere that maybe we didn't see on the video? Just uh, the, the protest on Saturday, uh, did you feel like you being there uh, made a positive difference? 
I think so. I mean, in the moment, like I said, I really thought that the police actually took the kids out. So I was super excited about that. So that was kind of disappointing after the fact. But I mean, I think being there, some of these parents, you know, I'm hoping that they're rethinking, you know, taking their kids to stuff like that. Um, Some of them were very defensive. And um, I wasn't there for uh, the beginning when the parents got there. Um, But watching the videos, I mean, they're very defensive. But I mean, some of them seem quiet and um, like they kind of just wanted to keep their head down and get out of there. Um, I also received some messages afterwards. Um, Somebody claimed, I don't know if this is true, but somebody claimed that they were attending the event um, without a kid, um, but that during the event, they just felt it was very weird that kids were there. Um, They were very uncomfortable by it. And they said that, you know, they're kind of having to reevaluate everything. So um, I don't know if that was true or not, but um, if if that was true, I mean, I think that that's, um, that's pretty meaningful. So I'm hoping that more people are um, that weren't there are seeing this footage and maybe rethinking taking their kids to this sort of stuff or being part of that community. Um, so I just think that it was a positive event overall. Yeah. You know, hopefully, you know, people that were previously in support of this are seeing how creepy it is and are changing their mind. And hopefully people that have known about this and have been aware that this was going on are being inspired to actually stand up and oppose it, not just sort of roll your eyes and go, oh, a drag queen story hour. Geez, you know, I'm not going to go there. But no, you do need to go there and you need to protest this and expose what's what's going on. So you're doing another protest this Sunday. Tell us about that and how people can find information and join you or your group uh, as you go to oppose this really child exploitation that's happening in, in broad daylight. Yes. So this is a Disney drag brunch um, on the Dallas Pride website. It shows that it's open to all ages, but then other, website, or other websites show that it's um, 21 and up. And so we had somebody call the venue and ask, and the venue said, you know, this is an event um, intended to be for adults, marketed to adults, which is creepy to me because it's Disney theme. But they said, um, you're welcome to bring your kids. Like, as long as they're with a with an adult, like, they can come in. So, um, I mean, we have a video of that call happening. I'm paraphrasing, but, um, I mean, they made it clear that kids can go. Um, so that's disturbing. I would honestly say, even if kids weren't going to be there, it's almost equally disturbing because it's Disney theme. So right. I don't understand that that's very odd to me but um that's going on this sunday like you said at troy aikman's um, restaurant at texas live um i did see that these antifa people have put out like um a call out i guess to get um other people in the area to go so they have more of their people there this time um i'm sure troy aikman's just gonna love this Mm. um event sounds like it's gonna be kind of a train wreck but Um, You can find more information about it on our Protect Texas Kids Facebook page um, and at our Twitter. It's Protect underscore TX Kids. Protect underscore TX Kids on Twitter. The website, protecttxkids.org. You can find the uh, schedule and, and how to be there. And look, you don't even have to bring signs. You don't have to bring your own bullhorn. It's great if you do, but just being there and you know, filling out the crowd and showing that you know Antifa protecting the drag queen pedophiles are not going to outnumber the Americans who actually care about the well-being of children. Uh, we need as, as big of a crew out there as possible. And heck, if you just want to go inside and try to film what's happening inside, that's where all this image that really creeps people out, you don't have to do anything. Just show what they're up to, and that's the argument you have to make. We'll be right back. 
The ultimate fluoride-free charcoal mouthwash is now available at InfoWarsStore.com and DrJonesNaturals.com for the lowest price possible to complete your daily mouth cleaning routine. It is the perfect companion to the new activated charcoal toothpaste all under our new line by Dr. Jones Naturals that will naturally give your mouth and breath a deep clean. This mouthwash only uses the best natural ingredients like real peppermint oil, thyme oil, xylitol, and of course, high quality charcoal. Not only fluoride free, this mouthwash is completely free of other dangerous ingredients such as SLS, harsh detergents, BPA, and so much more. As soon as you use it, you can tell that this formula is the real deal. So get your bottle of the new activated charcoal mouthwash right now at InfoWarsStore.com. Ladies and gentlemen, high-quality, storable food is back in stock, ready to ship right now. We've not been selling food for three months because it was taking several weeks for the food to get packaged and delivered to you. Most of their companies are completely out. But now they have a large spectrum of high-quality food ready to ship. Everything you find at preparewithalex.com or preparetoday.com is in stock, ready to ship. So go to preparewithalex.com or preparetoday.com and order your high-quality, storable food right now, ready to ship to you and your family. With the inflation happening, with the food shortages, with the wars, with the collapsing borders, everything's happening. Is one of the most important decisions you can make is to have high-quality, storable food, water filtration, air filtration, and more. And it's not just those items. It's hundreds of other high-quality preparedness items and survival items right now at preparewithalex.com that, again, redirects to preparetoday.com. I would not procrastinate, ladies and gentlemen. One of the most important things you can do is get ahead of inflation now because the inflation is just beginning. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All this is is a societal wrecking ball to destroy any semblance of normality, any semblance of basic human biology that you see in the bees and you see in the birds. Imagine if somebody in a demon outfit showed up next to a baby, uh, baby giraffe and said, hi, I'm a demon. Uh, be inclusive. Don't be mean to me. Let me wear demon horns and come up and look like a complete alien from another planet, let a space alien, and by the way, this is a program. They dress up like space aliens all over the United States and all over the world, I told you, in horrible demon psychopath outfits that make Pennywise look beautiful. And they show up and they have their way with your children in demon outfits. I mean, if you've got men that look like 400-pound goblin demons with your children, there's nothing you all put up with. There isn't a species on the planet that would let something that looks like a space alien get up close to its kids, but only in America does it happen, and I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it right now. I can't handle it more now. There you go. Alex Jones showing the appropriate outrage when a bunch of 400-pound goblin demon people try to have their way with your kids. That was from way back in 2017. So this is nothing new, but there is an acceleration that's taken place recently. And we've seen this try to be mainstreamed and everybody from the Disney Corporation to mainstream media in full support of this. Uh, But we are not. We are not in support of creepy men perverting children sorry sorry that's just not something that we're do whatever you want by yourself that's my opinion if you want to have a drag show in a basement of some bar somewhere 
Have fun. Hope you have a good time. The instant you bring seven-year-olds in to participate in this, you've gone way too far. So Kelly Nydart is our guest. She is standing up against this. She has a website called protecttxkids.org. Her Twitter is at Kelly underscore Nydart. And you can find that what's the the Twitter is protect underscore TX kids. Is that the Twitter handle for protect Texas kids? I think one more underscore between TX and kids. I always get it wrong, but yeah, there's two underscores in there. And if you go to uh, Kelly's profile, you can find the um, link to the protect Texas kids Twitter as well. We can keep up to date on the protest that she is helping to lead. And of course you helped protest last Saturday. It was a major event. People really saw what was going on behind the scenes. Tell us more. You hinted at the fact that a lot of the people involved on Saturday actually had criminal records. Can you shed some more light on that? Yes. So um, my friend Tracy Shannon actually um, kind of put this on Twitter really early this morning, and she was posting um, the criminal record. I think she was posting this morning of the host of the event. I cannot remember his name. Um, his like drag name, I don't remember. Uh, but he was the host of the event, and I mean, he has all kinds of charges. I was, I was honestly shocked because I, I figured he had some, but there was like um, drugs. Um, there was one that was like crime against nature. Um, wow. I don't know. There were there were um, six um, different. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it right here. It's it's the Mass Re- uh, Resistance Texas, which is another fantastic yep. group. Uh, she says the drag queen host of the drag the kids to pride, by the way, the name of it was drag kids to pride. I mean, my God, uh, event at Mr. Mr. In uh, Dallas, Texas is Nicole Mitchell, AKA Ricky Mitchell, who has a criminal record for prostitution, possession of marijuana, possession of cocaine, distribution of marijuana and solicitation of a crime against nature, possession of a controlled substance and forgery. Here's footage of Nicole O'Hara Monroe walking kids down the stage. Some role model for kids. Literal criminal elements dressing up like women for for children. My goodness, Kelly. And do you think these are some of the same people that will be there on Sunday? Do you know? Um, I haven't looked for sure. Um, I know I was talking to Kevin Witt about it, and he said that he recognizes a lot of the names of the drag queens because he used to um, like, you know, be in their group. Um, and he was saying it's the same kind of people, uh, um, criminals, basically. And he knows that of them. Um, so it might not be exactly the same people, but it will be like criminals. <laughs> right. <laughs> they will be criminals, possibly tangentially committing crimes against children. So, yes, it's worth it to protest. And you you saw how sort of frazzled everybody got when people actually showed up with video cameras to document what was going on, to ask questions about what was going on, to sort of unmask. Because part of the drag queen aesthetic is like they're sparkly and every, you know, there's spotlights on them and it's it's colorful and they, they look cool. And then you see them without their wigs in the parking lot and it just sort of the whole illusion shatters and you see how sort of weird and decrepit this all is. And you saw the response from the left was total outrage at the fact that you guys were just uncovering the behind the scenes and just showing what was actually happening. You know, sunlight is the best disinfectant, and that may be exactly what we need here is disinfectant. And tell us about you know what the response was. I know you got a lot of hate pieces written about you. I mean they really don't want people like yourself showing up and documenting what's happening here. Can you tell us what the response was uh, in the media to your uh, action on uh, Saturday? 
Yeah, so I had some good like um, right wing media interviews that I did, and I had got some good positive attention, and others got positive attention for the situation as well. But for some reason, these weird like basement dweller uh, leftist reporters decided to come after me and their little um, publications. And so I think I had three or four hit pieces written on me. Uh, one was in Pink News. I think that's the third one they've written about me. So, um, but that's like a badge of honor. So, right. Uh, about that but i don't know i just found it interesting that so many of them just targeted me they didn't really talk about um the other people there i think they might have mentioned uh john doyle but they call me a christian and all i'm doing is advocating for you know getting these people these criminals and disgusting human beings away from children so right i don't know Right. Well, and it's a typical, uh, typical sort of strategy. They leave out, they leave off why you're doing what you're doing. They want to frame it as, look, it's just, but it's a couple of adults having a good time, and here comes this big bad Christian national trying to impose her views on everybody else. So they leave away, you know, they leave out what the what the actual impetus of why you would want to get involved in. You, you aren't just out there like, who's having fun today that I can ruin their fun? Like that's how they're trying to portray it. And they do that by leaving out half of the argument, the, the impetus for why you're actually inspired to do this. And of course, they aren't just writing hit pieces about you. They are, uh, you know, Antifa and these networks are organizing to combat you and to fight back against you. And they're framing you as a fascist to inspire people in Dallas and Antifa in Dallas to think they're standing up against Hitler himself and they need to come out and, and fight back against you. So, I mean, do you expect the Antifa crowd this Sunday to be even larger than it was on Saturday? Um, I am expecting that. I think that before Saturday's event, the little, it's called like Elm Fort John Brown Gun Club. They're just gross, but um, they're the ones that really dislike me and they had posted about the event and they had got some of their people, but now like after that whole Saturday event blew up everywhere. Um, I've seen like there's a national Antifa account that tweeted like a call out for this event. Um, and there's been so many other little Texas chapters that have been tweeting about it. So um, I did have one of them tell me, I'm not sure which event it was, but um, one of them told me in person that um, if I ever, if they ever physically attack me and I pull out a gun in self-defense, they'll pull out theirs faster so they right. can murder me. And get away with it. So, um, I mean, some of these people are deranged and they'll literally just show up just for that. So yeah. I'm definitely proud um, of those people. I mean, I'm hoping I think everything will be um, safe and no one will get hurt, hopefully. But um, it'll it'll be a kind of a train wreck I'm expecting. So, well, it, it'll probably be a, f a fun train wreck, to, to be honest with you, because. They are – if there's one thing about Antifa, they are the Borg, right? When they are told to do something, they go do it. They, they are incredibly good at organizing, and there's a bunch of people who have nothing else going on in their lives. So when they get the call to action, they show up uh, to, to stand around like zombies and in their masks to try to intimidate people like yourself. And the only reaction to this, the only appropriate reaction is to outnumber them, is to show them that they cannot intimidate us. And at the end of the day, there are police there. Uh, it, it's happening in Dallas uh, in, in the sunshine. The, the less of our side that there is, the more dangerous it is. The more right-wingers show up peacefully to just be there and sort of laugh in the faces of these people and bring your camera and bring your phone and just document what's happening – 
and I, you know, I get it. I, you know, people would rather be barbecuing on Sunday or whatever, but you cannot let these people win. You cannot let these people outnumber and drown out and, you know, attack the protesters that are there to protect kids. If you're in the Dallas area, if you're anywhere close, if you have friends in the Dallas area that maybe aren't as tuned in, you got to let them know. They need to go down there, even if they're just a body in the crowd to observe what's going on. A bunch of crazy stuff will happen. You may get a good video that goes viral. You'll be safe because Antifa at the end of the day are kind of cowards and won't actually do anything, especially we know the Dallas police are going to be there and they may be sort of you know, protecting Antifa, but they're going to make sure that, that nothing gets out of hand. So I hope as many people as possible uh, are there to support you in Dallas, prevent Antifa from, uh, you know, putting a feather in their cap by, uh, you know, outnumbering the Patriots. So folks, please get there. PatriotTXKids.org, Kelly underscore Nidart on Twitter. Be there on Sunday. Thanks for being with us, Kelly. Thanks for having me. Jacob in Ohio. Welcome. Go ahead. Hey, how's it going, Alex? Good, brother. Uh, great last caller. I just wanted to start with plugging your sleep supplement. Uh, it's basically the only way I get sleep anymore uh, with all the gaslighting, demoralization, and absurdity. Uh, it's like we're living in a twilight zone, man. All right, Eric in New Hampshire. Eric, thanks for calling. Go ahead. Hey, Alex. Thanks for taking my call. If I could, I just want to throw a quick plug out for the fun of the product. Um, the X2 does wonders. I recommend it to everybody. If you're on the fence about it, get off the fence, get the product, support the info. War. Tyler in Maine. You're on the air. Thanks for holding. Go ahead. Hey, Alex. It's great to be on with you. It's an honor. Honor to talk to you. Awesome. Uh, so first thing I wanted to do is say I love the products. Alpha Power, even at 29. If you ask my better half, she loves it uh, and it helps in the bedroom. So just number one for a few Well, it there. definitely works. It's not a joke. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely.